This is Planted, a podcast that encourages us to be rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ and established in the faith. Welcome to Season 5. In our time ahead, Pastor Matt is going to challenge us to always be abounding in the work of the Lord. Good day, everyone. This is Pastor Matt Grimm. I'm here with Thad Keenel again, and we are back with the Planted Podcast. Starting out our fifth season, season five here. Five, wow. Yeah, uh, Thad and I, we've taken a little bit of a break here. It's been almost a month, I think, since we recorded a podcast. And... I think you're right. And I actually had some intentions to do something in the interim, you know, mm-hmm. with, with my own podcast that we could share. And it just never developed our... I don't know. It's just, uh, it's kind of strange, you know, we needed a little break and and so the Lord gave that to us, but now I'm excited to get back into it. Yeah, I am too. And we've actually had some conversations with some other people uh, and we keep saying we want to have some more guests. We had our sons on at one time, but <laughs> some others. And so, but we had some conversations with people and the topic of spiritual formation came up. Uh, and what we mean by that is Really, sometimes we use the word discipleship. Sometimes we talk about growing in our faith, growing in Christ. And really, spiritual formation, I think, is a way of talking about a holistic approach to that, that it is um, really that whole life desire to follow after Jesus and every having every area of our life being formed by the work of the Holy Spirit um, through Christ, through our u- being united to Christ. And, and so... Uh, so yeah, so I think that's what season five is. That's going to be our kind of overall theme for season five, and it may take various topical forms within that, but the goal of each of our conversations and our podcasts, as always, is to get people in the Word of God, um, which is, as we'll be talking about, crucial and critical to our spiritual formation. But but it's also then to to really be asking whatever it is we're talking about, whatever of those maybe spiritual disciplines or ways we participate in the body of Christ or serve within the body of Christ or even in our own personal time with the Lord, all looking forward to that goal to become more and more like Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really excited about this topic, uh, first of all, because it's very convicting to me. You know, I think that's one of the things that that we do. Um, I'm not in the ministry, but I, you know, work uh, diligently to 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 teach and in, in the in my Bible studies and stuff like that, like you do to when it comes to classes. But you know, this for you is a full time thing, and so it becomes part of your your standard, you know, workload to be thinking about these things often. But right. uh, for me, you know, in the business world and stuff, I still have to bring Christ into that vocation. That's that's my yeah, responsibility, right. and so. And in the other things that I do, and so plugging uh, Christ into those things and and being purposeful in that is always a challenge, uh, and sometimes it it kind of just presents itself and it becomes easier. But you know, to say I'm going to set aside some time to be purposeful in these things, right? You know, I I, I used to kind of challenge myself um, to tithe my my time towards right. that type of stuff. You know, if, let's just say if I was going to watch TV for an hour, I'd tithe six minutes to doing something for the ministry, right. whatever it is. I mean, yeah, but. That would be six minutes more than I had done the day before, just you know, for an example. And okay. so, I mean, yeah. it, it is. It's it's about uh, really wanting to edify each other and and to become the new the new people that we are in Christ, which is to to you know shine His light. Exactly, and I think that's some of it. 
for for me when we think about you know we we can often talk about the ideal the ideal is is you know to be perfectly conformed to the image of Christ we'll look at some scriptures about that today but the real is okay what does that look like mm-hmm. when i'm um working you know throughout the day um you know helping someone design their HVAC system for their business as as you do with <laughs> right. people right so uh, how do you how what does that look like well you know, the idealist in me says, well, it, it, it should be seamless. It should be easy to do, right? But in reality is because um, we're not fully formed yet, um, it doesn't – it isn't always easy, right? right. It, it should be – we, you know, we hold the belief that, you know, all things in, are are spiritual in the sense – in every area of life should be. Our work is a, is a spiritual um, work to God. doesn't matter if we're – um, loading a dishwasher, uh, washing a car, fixing a car, or you know, doing brain surgery, or you know, leading a Bible study—all of it is to the glory of God, right? Sure. We believe that in the ideal, but what does that look like <laughs> in the <laughs> right. daily grind? Yeah, no you know, and no. it's the same thing. Me, well, we say, well, gosh, Pastor, that's easy for you because everything you're doing is spiritual because you're working in the church. Well, no, not necessarily. You know, um, having to pick what class goes in what room and what time and all that stuff, you know, that's not much different than than somebody else's normal job in terms of having to just make those practical, functional, administrative type decisions, you know. It's not all, you know, um, well, the Holy Spirit told me that Crossroads class needs to be in room 113. You know? <laughs> I wish I wish he would. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, then I could just blame I could just blame the Holy Spirit when somebody complains. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right? that's funny. But it is it is learning to live by faith daily, and and by faith it's 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 not again just mental assent. You know, we talk about that faith shows itself in in like a loving loyalty to God of commitment of desire to follow after Him, um, desire to really. Put yourself in in God's hands and, and let Him take you. But that doesn't mean that I'm passive in the process. But it means that as I set my hand to whatever I have for the day, that I'm doing it with an attitude of trust and reliance upon God. And and um, I don't know that I fully figured out what that how that looks. But yeah. we keep striving for it every day, right? Right. Exactly. Well, faith is a word that does mean trust. It does mean to believe, of course, but it's just not, you know, this thing that you, just because you say that you believe in God or, or that you trust that Christ even died on the cross is not necessarily true faith. Faith, faith in its growth is something that is put into practice because it always is shown in obedience. If you really love the Lord, you're going to follow his command, for example. And that was made manifest to us pretty early in the Bible, like with Abraham, right? He believed right. God and it was it was accredited to him as righteousness. But okay, so he just believed? No. When the Lord told him to do something, he took his son <laughs> and marched him yeah. un, uh, unto death almost, you know? Right. And and so that was worked out in action. And that's how you really believe. If, yeah. if, if Abraham didn't have true faith, he would have disobeyed God at that point. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's right. And that's a really weird story, by the way. It is. Well, we can even go back <laughs> earlier, right? We can look at faith even in, in uh, Cain and Abel. Ab- well, sure. You know, Abel, yeah. Ab- Abel was faith. I know there's so many. Well, I mean, uh, it's weird to us. So I, I, I say that in the sense of, you know, why would, you know, God's against child sacrifice. Why is he asking him to sacrifice his son? But yet we, we see all that it's pointing to later. But it's also just one of those things that as we try to even 
wrap ourselves into the world of the Bible and, and see that that God is um, it isn't always going to make sense in our human sense. And so there is an element of faith where it says, you know, where we we believe in things hoped for, you know, and and we're uh, things that are unseen, but yet. God, but there's a trust that God's going to come through, right? right? Even with Abram, he came through and provided the ram, you know, and there's so much that that whole story points to Jesus. And, 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 but all to say is bringing us back to this idea is that, you know, the, I think the biggest part when we talk about spiritual formation for us, and sometimes we think it, this is a, can be an, um, human-centered endeavor in the sense that we're talking about my formation, your formation, human humans' formation, but it really is a God-centered endeavor because we're talking about the formation of the new human, the new man who does have faith in Christ, whose life is drawn from God alone. And, and we're distinguishing that from just, yeah, well, God made everyone. Well, yeah, but there's... But, there's something different when we talk about being remade in Christ. Yeah, God made the whole universe. He made every human being. Mm, yeah, right. But because of our sin, as we've talked about in you know several of our podcasts, we're separated from God, and, and we're actually become spiritually dead, and we're made alive in Christ. And so it's this new birth, this new life that is, again, it, it is formed by um, really the, having our minds transformed into who we are in Christ and so therefore, it is a Christ-centered endeavor, and so it really is about getting to know our God and our Savior. And so, um, and there's multiple ways we can go about doing that, which we'll be talking about in this series. Yeah, right? sure, sure. Yeah. Um, so I do want to start with Scripture. I mean, we are the Planned Podcast. We're rooted and grounded in the gospel and in the Word of God. And so everything that we say, we want to be grounded in biblical truth. And so... Um, part of this biblical truth that 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 believes in this spiritual formation as the kind of the end goal is being conformed to the image of Christ really I think flows out of uh, the two book studies we did Colossians and First John I think we would find this wrapped up in in both of those seasons that we did but also even in our reformed um, season where we were uh, talking about the eternal covenant and talking about the promises of God and how that looks uh, shows itself out. And so it made me think of Romans 8 um, in terms of that kind of that, the chain of grace. You know, sometimes it's there in these verses, but with contained within that, we see that ultimate purpose to some degree there. And so I'm just going to... Um, pick up reading in, in verse 26. Now, in here... Chapter eight is making is talking about this new life, the life in the spirit. And so, what is this life in the spirit like, and and what are we looking forward to in the future as we live out this life? But that, but it, it applies to now. And so, um, he's talking about how we need the spirit to help us in our weakness, and how to help us um, grow and live out this live in this hope as we wait um, patiently for what God's ultimately and fully finally going to do. So. It, with that in mind, here in, in verse 26, he says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And so we want to be conformed to the will of God, and we need the Holy Spirit doing that work. 
Verse 28, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. So, okay, here, okay, we have God's purpose. We're called dead. What is that purpose? Verse 29, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Ah, maybe we're getting, maybe he's telling us here that purpose is we be conformed to the image of his son. Sure. In order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Um, Jesus, the firstborn among many, so that many would be conformed to the image of Christ, that the whole body, that, that we're living this out. It says, in those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. And those he, whom he justified, he also glorified. If you want more on verse uh, 30 in particular, go back and listen to season three <laughs> <laughs> right. of, uh, of our Reformed Theology podcast, and we'll get into that. But but with that, that kind of that end goal and means and purpose of being conformed to the image of Christ. Now, there comes a lot with that. Even this whole idea that we're going to be glorified, I believe, is tied to that. that there's some sense that that old, full and final glorification is that full conformity to the image of Christ. And and with that comes a lot of, of things like um, living in the new heavens and the new earth and ruling um, over his creation as his image bears um, in, in perfectly. You know that that we will be able to do that, but I think sometimes we can be so realistic and pragmatic within our Christian life. Well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace, and so I'm going to continue to mess up, and I'm going to continue to do this, and and so we, and, and you know, I'm just going to wait till heaven to really because because God's going to find you know make it all happen one day. So I'll just right. wait till heaven. Yeah, right. You know, but. It seems to me that there's all these exhortations and commands within the scriptures about putting on the new man, putting on the new self, living by the Spirit, not living according to the things of the flesh, right? That our life is to be characterized by love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, and so forth. And so if that's the case, then maybe right now I need to really concentrate on and dwell upon and meditate on and actively make some choices and changes in my life so that I'm pursuing this conformity to the image yeah, of Christ. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as you were mentioning earlier, that as our life is conformed to the image of the Son, uh, the Scriptures make a lot of different references to this. One of them is, uh, as we behold in the mirror the glory of the Lord, right? We're being transformed into God's image. It's yes. kind of like the reflection and that's what we are to be in this world is a reflection of his light as as we go through. And the only way that we can be a reflection is to take on his characteristics, right? And we're never going to do that perfectly as we're in the flesh still, but that spirit leading, right. that's why we're to be led by the spirit of the Lord, right? We're right. Not, not by our own lustful desires and all those other things, the things that are always feeding right. self. Um and that's that's always a challenge, and that's why Paul says we got to beat down that flesh daily. So right. we have to have purpose um, in our walk, and it takes intention, and it takes discipline. Yeah, and uh, it's not about how good we can be, because all that does is make us feel good about ourselves. Right. And all of a sudden, the, the pride issue can creep in. But because we love the Lord for what He's done for us and what He's doing within us, you know, by the power of His Spirit, it's all by His Spirit, it's all in Him. But um, there's a very strange. Um, it's almost a paradoxical uh, thing where you have it's all God and yet it's all me. You know what mm. I'm saying? How that kind of comes in. It's it, there, there's two things that are going on, and it's not that I am 
adding anything to the work of Christ, but you do have to plug in, you know? So, right. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's all me in the sense that he desires for me to be all in. Yeah. Right. It, 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 it's, it's not, you know, it's kind of like tipping your toe in the water, you know, no, it's like, you know, we're going in the hot tub and, you know, you need to be down there up to your chin. You know <laughs> I mean? That's the, you know, we need to be all in. And, and, and that Is that why sense. we do full immersion baptism? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we, we <laughs> that's why it's a very good picture. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but you know, it, it also makes me think of Colossians 3.10. I talked about the new man, the new self, and we put on the new self. And then in, in 3.10, it says, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator, right? And so that we have that goal of of that. And so in the here and now, it, it is very much an, an ongoing process. And so... The um, if we think about, I I just I played, I haven't played much golf in the last few years, but the last few weeks I've played a couple times, and very frustrating. Uh, <laughs> but the point is, like it, it, your golf game or whatever it is, let's say you're a uh, an archer and you you know your goal is to get a bullseye every time, and you know you don't, but you keep trying and you keep striving for that. There's you know nothing that we do in in, in like those activities like. Athletics is am I am I ever really done working on it? Because I can always get a little bit better, right? Sure. I can always I can always putt better. I can always you know I'm not I'm I'm never you know I'm, I'm, nobody's ever scored eighteen on an eighteen hole golf course. You know what I mean? Right. But but ultimately you know is that realistically possible? <laughs> you know, yeah. technically I guess you know it, it could be if you can hit it that long and that straight and you know <laughs> the, you know with that much perfection. But that's but that's the point is that. Just because you you can't you can't necessarily get there now doesn't mean you don't keep trying, you know. And and I and and if we really have faith that that is our end, then part of that being all in, part of really having faith is is saying that I, I'm I'm gonna I'm starting that journey now. I'm not just waiting, you know, until the day I die. Right. Uh, and so, uh, Pastor Winans this past week talk, preached a sermon. He was talking about a fine, the finite game versus the infinite game, you know, uh, and making that distinction a little bit. And in the, in the, in the infinite game is the is this idea. It's it really is bettering yourself. You know, you can play the infinite game when it comes to education. It can be athletics. It could be anything. But as Christians, our infinite game should be conformity to Christ, right? Right, absolutely. No, that's absolutely good. And, you know, the the thing about this is also uh, is that it puts uh, all of mankind on a, on a level playing field as they are given the gospel message in that they're going to accept or reject what the work that Christ has done. And for those who accept that work— um, it means that Christ has that you're accepting that Christ has purchased your life, mm-hmm. you know. And so, with that, uh, we are given Him right to be the master of our lives. And so, if, if we are going to trust Him with that, then we're we're going to we might not always do it, but we're at least going to agree with what He's saying about us, right? You know, and that's that's the, that's the main thing. You know what, God, you are right. You know, and recognize when we fall short, and you know that's part of the life of repentance as well. You know, not necessarily um, that being a, a big sin or anything, but also just just kind of living for self for you know for for too long. Yeah, you know how that all plays out is different for every individual, but 
the main thing is to keep our eyes as, as often as possible on Christ. And I think that's what it also means to be continually in prayer. I mean, we can't sit there and pray 24 hours a day, but to be continually in prayer is to kind of live in the life of the spirit where we have that filter that, that's coming through, you know, right. well, maybe I shouldn't be watching this right now. Maybe, you know, whatever the case is. Right. And, um, and, and we've talked about that a, a number of times, but when we're in God, now all of a sudden we're all on a level playing field and we should be helping each other through right. this walk as well. Right. And so so one of the things I think as we think about this, we say, are there certain governing principles that we should be thinking about as we're thinking about spiritual formation? Uh, and and I, they're, the, one of those governing principles I, I think is, is being obviously being centered on Christ and and growing in our knowledge and application of the gospel itself is that I can do religious things. I can read the Bible. I can become more biblical literate, um, but not necessarily doing it in submission to the gospel or, or letting the gospel um, help form that. You know, and so sure, yeah. so I think that that's one of those principles we need to have is we always need asking. How does this relate to my position of um, dependence upon Christ and his sacrifice, uh, dependence upon his resurrection and the new life that I have, um, the presence of the Spirit that that he's given to me from the throne of God that bestows upon me um, wisdom and knowledge and gifts of service, all those kind of things Mm -hmm. that— that that governing principle always has to be there, and then related to that governing principle is 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 the word of God. Um, that that I need the word of God to to be doing this. So if the goal is once again conformity to the image of God in Christ, and and there's this um, creational and now new creational design for me, how do I know what that design is? How do I know what God wants? Well. Um, the good news is, is that we have a word of prophecy for us. Some people are like, I just, I wish God would give me a word of prophecy. I wish He would, the Holy Spirit would reveal to me. The reality is, He has. Right. We have the word of God. We have the. We don't need to, and it doesn't mean that that doesn't need to work itself out in my life. And there are some things God will show to me through that, but it always need to be in conformity to the scriptures, and so. One of the other governing principles in as we talk about spiritual formation is no matter what we're doing, it may be maybe singing some songs, it may be um, praying, it may be serving in a certain capacity, it may be even trying to listen to God, um, uh, it, it may be fasting, it could be a lot of different things. But all those things should be rooted and grounded in the scriptures themselves, and as I'm doing those things— the more the scriptures are sown into my mind and my heart, the more when I, the more I tend to hear God's maybe saying or asking me to, to do something different or to change or even to go talk to someone or to not watch a show, all those things, right? The more the word of God is sown in my heart and in my mind, um, which is the promise of the new covenant, by the way, we, we'll talk about that. Um, the more confidence I can have that I'm doing the right things. Right. You're absolutely correct. And, you know, in Ephesians, it kind of echoes uh, Colossians 3.10 verse that you, mm-hmm. that you mentioned earlier. And it says that you do put on the new man, which was created 
according to God, uh-huh. in true righteousness and holiness. There's a couple of things there, right? right. Um, first of all, it's created according to God. So he is the author and the finisher of our faith. But in true righteousness and holiness, let's talk about holiness for one second. Holiness is that thing that is separate. You know, we think about separate from the world mm-hmm. and it's, um, it is what it's one of God's primary characteristics, right? He's holy, holy, holy. Right. It's the only one that gets the trifecta, you know, <laughs> yeah. you got holy, 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 you know, and that's just an emphasis of what separates God. And in that holiness includes his, his perfect love and his, um, his righteous anger and all of those things. But in that, in that, Phrasing it says in true righteousness. Now, righteousness, when we look that up, that includes a set of rules to it. Because righteousness in the Old Testament is all about the law, right? Now, we're not trying to talk about legalism here, but we are talking about obedience to the call of the Lord. So in righteousness, and you can't be... You can't be living righteous if you're doing everything opposite that God's telling you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it ha- right. So I'm, I'm, I'm pulling those things together because that that righteousness is Christ. And as you were just saying, where do we learn that? Well, it's it's through His Word. It's through we call it special revelation. Yeah. Right. And we get we get some of the general revelation that we talked about in one of our earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, His creation speaks to His right. His glory. And, That's and what, season one, by the way. <laughs> season one, yeah. So you, if you're, yeah. if you're just joining us, you have a few seasons to catch up on. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but there it is. You know, we have we have the Word of God. Right. And, and I just had this conversation. I'm going to just talk for two more minutes. I just had this conversation a week or so ago with um, a very, very close friend um, who had claimed he he was asking some questions about, about God. And and he said uh, uh, that he proclaimed to be, he said atheist at first, and then he actually corrected himself. He said, he's agnostic. He said, because it's impossible to say that there is no God. Um, And, and I said, I know exactly, because I know, I know this person very well. I said, I know exactly why you feel that way. And he says, you do? I said, yeah. I said, because how can how can a good God allow something bad happen to, right. to a, a good person, you know, a child or something like that? He says, exactly. And so we had to have that discussion. And I could have been philosophical about, you're right, you know, God would never, you know, really harm some. This is the thing of the world and stuff like that. But no, I have to point to the scriptures and, and I'm able to say, this is not my opinion. And this is what... God, first of all, I don't know exactly why God does a particular item, right? But what it does say, He does it for a purpose, and there's more to it than just that one thing. And so I'll leave it at that. Um, but it, it took the focus off me and it put it on God's word. And I told them at the end, I was like, "Listen, bud, this is where you go. I I don't want to give in my opinion if it's not aligned with with this. This is right. where this is what I'm claiming as my authority." You know, what are you claiming as your authority? Is it your own personal opinion? Is it something around you? But there there can only be one absolute truth. And there it is. And so right. it's the word of God. And so, and, you know, we, we spoke for an hour and it got, it was just a great conversation, but I never left the foundation of the word of God. And, yeah. and that was great because then I didn't have to re- rely upon right. myself. Exactly. And, and, and as we said many times before, why do we rely upon the word of God? Because we know that ultimately it leads, it leads to salvation. It leads us to Jesus, um, and so and our hope is in Him, and and the Word is is revealing Him to us. You know, so um, I don't worship 
you know, the words on the page. I worship the God who is being revealed by the words on the page, right? right yeah. And, and ultimately that. And so, um, so I, I want us to then go to another passage here, which I know we've referenced a lot before, but I just want to highlight it again because I think it's one of those key things that helps us with spiritual formation. It's Romans 12, 1, to, uh, 1 and 2. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God. And this is kind of a transition in the book of Romans. He's As he's, he's laid out so much of his argument to this point to talk about the fullness of the gospel and what it brings to Jew and Gentile together, the, all together here. Um, and then he says, um, he, he's appealing then to the brothers, those who, who believe, who have faith in Christ. He says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God which is your spiritual worship. You talked about holy as being distinct from or set apart. And and as it relates to scriptures, it's set apart unto God because God is the one who's set apart. So whenever mm-hmm. holiness is being talked about us, it's talking about us being set apart unto God. You know, another word that's sometimes used within like, even used of things in the temple is to consecrate, right? That designated specifically for a purpose. Well, our lives in Christ have now been designated specifically for a purpose, you know? And so now um, we are, our whole bodies are a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God because of Christ, he says, which is your spiritual worship. So our our worship, our devotion, our expression of the worthiness of God is lived out in our lives. So he then says, do not, verse 2, do not be conformed to this world, okay, a juxtaposition here. The world is not is, is those things which aren't set apart to God, okay? Not, not talking about the physical creation here. He's talking about the world systems which are uh, set apart from God in the sense of they're set against God, against his purposes, okay? So when we think about the world here, don't think physical creation. Think about all the systems, philosophies, and and peoples, and things of the world that are working against God's purposes, right? Don't be conformed to those things, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, okay? So there is a learning, a thought process. There's a way of thinking that needs to be shaped by something other than the world, okay? He says, so by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Well, here's my question. Where do you go to discern the will of God? We go to his special revelation. <laughs> we go to his word. Uh, I don't have to question what the will of God is. I don't have to question what is good, and acceptable, and perfect because it's been shown to me in the scriptures. Now, that does take some hard work. It takes some, you know— good interpretation. It takes some good um, learning that Bible study, which we talked some in our Colossians series about ways to help help us with that. But the point is, is that I think sometimes people who would call themselves Christians can fall into a couple, and, and I myself can be this way, we can fall into some um, bad practices sometimes. I think we can fall into the practice of, um, well, I'm just going to wait on the Spirit to tell me. Now, the, I'm I think it's good to wait on God and his spirit. But but as we're doing that, that waiting always, again, needs to be soaked with the word of God. If if I'm waiting and I'm not in the word, then then I my mind can take me places it shouldn't go. And so we always need to let the mm. word of God, you know— um, Help us in that, right? Yeah. Right, because if if I if I'm questioning, is this God's will for me or not? Then I always say, well, what does God's word say about that? 
and that it will give me direction. So that's one side. We can just we can I call it into falling into unhealthy charisma, charisma, you know, unhealthy reliance upon um, just intuition without having it be rooted in the Word of God, right? Sure. Then the other side, I think, is is I can fall into more of a liberal liberal mentality because I can believe on the one hand, I, I you know, you believe in the Spirit, um, but you can do it in an unhealthy way. If it's not rooted and grounded in the word, the other thing is that is well is is to rely too heavily on general revelation, right? And and I think the the a lot of the liberal Christians, especially of the late eighteen early nineteen hundreds, they started you know following the science and philosophy of the world a lot and say, well, yeah, I believe in God and God is love, and but God's also made the world, and so I can just follow, I can just totally rely upon science, or I can totally rely upon you know, the human psychology. And they started trusting in psychology more than the special revelation yeah. and things like that. And so, um, and still call it Christian and still say it's from God. Well, we got to be careful. I, I, I think science is good. Psych, you know, the psych, psychological studies, social sciences are good when they come from a biblical worldview. And they themselves always need to be interpreted through special revelation, right? And so, um, so yeah, we 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 need to make sure that the word of the God and and that gospel orientation. We've talked before about having gospel glasses and gospel earphones and gospel gloves. That everything that we take in goes through that filter, right? You know, and if we're not doing that, then uh, I think we're going to get off track in our spiritual formation. There's a, there's a sense also in in the words of. Because they're do, they're two different words, right? Do not be conformed to this world, but mm-hmm. be transformed by yeah. the renewing of your mind. And and the conformed word you gave a great definition. And I think when we look at it in terms of of how the church is being mo- the liberal church, if you will, being mm-hmm. transformed or being conformed to um, some of the ideals of this world, right. right? They 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 think it might be loving to to accept certain changes, you know, whether it be homosexuality or, or, you know, the same sex marriage or all those things, all those things that are, um, are very worldly items. And, and to change your mind into, uh, think that's a good thing is not thinking of the things of God, right? You're, you're fashioning yourself in, in those ways. But the difference here. Um, being transformed by the renewing of your mind uses the word transformed uses a, a word. It's, it's where we get our word metamorphosis. Right. Right. You know, and when I think of metamorphosis, I immediately think of the butterfly type of thing. Right. Yeah. So there, what happens with the caterpillar and the butterfly? Um, it totally is a great symbol or representation of um, a, an original creature that seems to die and then comes to life as a new creation. Right. Right. That's what the life of the believer is. We were dead spiritually. Right. We're born again. And we are, it says that we are new creation. You know, right. we've become a new creation in Christ. And therefore that, that new life that we have is spiritual and it should reflect the, the God that, that has given us that life. Exactly. And I think that's the key right there is that you could take this analogy of transformation and this word and this, um, and even in the the metaphor of the butterfly and all that, and you can say, and, and I think a liberal theologian could say, well, that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm being transformed by this new 
information we've gotten from our world and this new way of looking at things, and I'm more open and accepting of all these right. things, right? It could be of of evolutionary theory. It could be of um, you know certain political viewpoints. It could be of uh, you know human sexuality. All these new things that we're learning in education and all this stuff. And you say, okay, you're learning these new things, but are these new things truth? Right. Are they truth according yeah. to the word of God? Are they and and so I'm being transformed into this new open accepting person, but if that new open accepting person does not look like Christ, then that's not what this is talking about. You know, it's like uh someone who's like, well, oh yeah, you know, maybe you're from the, the 60s and 70s, and oh yeah, I started doing mushrooms because it opened my mind up to all these other, you know, possibilities or whatever. Yeah. And, and you're like, but that's not what this is talking about. You know, exactly, it, it's, yeah. it's not just anything. There are, there is a goal from which all this transformation is taking to. It's not just transformation for transformation's sake. It's not just change for change's sake. It's change to become more like Christ. And mm-hmm. and that I think is um, can often get lost in in religion and in in spiritual spirituality. You know that spiritual formation, just for the sake of spiritual formation, isn't right. It's all spiritual formation to become like Christ. Yeah, that's another thing that separates Christianity, biblical Christianity, from the rest of the world religions. Right. Exactly, it is because because you. Pretty soon you can start sounding a lot like, um, you know, the New Age religion or um, forms of, of Buddhism or Hinduism, right, where there's this kind of ever-evolving thing, but it but it really is still ultimately ends up being man-centered, where um, there's there's only one man we're, we're to become like, and it's 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 uh, the God Man Jesus Christ, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so, hopefully, as we keep going in this conversation this season, whatever it is we're talking about, uh, this is the governing principle that that will be keep going on. That the the ultimate goal is to be like Christ, and we understand that through the gospel, and and that is is those things are revealed to us through the word of God, right? right? Yeah, exactly. And for the listener out there, you may, maybe you're a young believer as a new to the faith, not in age. Um, you know, the, the Lord knows and expresses in his word that this walk that we have as believers, it's a growth. So we don't expect, you know, to be spiritually mature overnight. And it, it talks about this, the process of, First, we, we it's almost like a babe, right? There's yeah. this, the, the pure spiritual milk of the word. You know, yes. this, so you start with, you, the, as a baby starts with milk, you know, you got to take baby steps. You can't just know it all from, from the get-go. But the idea is to just um, keep focused on God and be looking for growth. And that's why, that's why we're growing. The transformation happens through this knowledge that, just like in all things, takes time to, to do. Right, yeah. And, which also, again, makes a, another reason why we have accountability partners or a study partner or, or join small groups and make sure um, that we're we're doing things to keep us challenged and on the right path. Yeah, so that I think that's going to probably be one of our topics is talking about what that looks like and how the, how that goes. But but even that that again, if you if if you're in some kind of accountability group, some kind of small group, um, some kind of fellowship. Um, 
thing, and the Word of God is not central to it, then I, then I, then I want to bring caution to that. Um, because pretty soon, it, you know, it, let's, say, let's say Thad's discipling me, and he, we have an accountability relationship, and I'm also following him as he follows Jesus, okay? If, if all of a sudden I'm not doing stuff exactly like Thad— you know, and 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 he's not bringing the word of God into the into the into this relationship, and he's just saying, "Well, I do this, and I do this, and I do this," and he's not showing me from the scriptures why. Right? Then why should I be following him? Yeah. <laughs> right? You know, and I think, but I think that can happen sometimes. Can. You know, and yeah. we can give advice. You know, and maybe we could even, we might even say good advice, but how do I know if it's good advice? You know, we should always always. Have a little bit of skeptic. We should all have, we should be like the Bereans, you know, <laughs> that always go back and test the word of God. Right. Is what is what is being said? Is that what God's saying? Uh, and so, uh, and, and I think you know, in some future episodes, I don't know if it'll be in the next one or not. Um, I think we want to get it more into this. What you know, what is that? How how do we use the word of God in this? And how do we uh, how do we even in ourselves, question, um, ask good questions of the Word of God, and, and what are, what are what are we doing to help it, help us shape us in this sense? And and so um, one of the things that we do need to identify, and maybe we'll talk about some more too, is um, at another time, is that what do we understand humans to be in this? In this already not yet, we've used we talk about already not yet that there's already promises that are here and not yet that it will one day fully and finally be. But what does the already not like human look like? Mm. You know, and I think we've brought it up at various times. I know we did in Colossians. We talk about the old man and the new man, the the struggle of of what does it mean to still struggle. uh, with lusting after the things of the flesh versus seeking the things of the spirit. Um, That's 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 that is our current reality, and so how uh, how do these different things we're going to talk about help us with that? Um, we could call it a battle or or that process of change, because there is a um, as we grow in new things, there's also a leaving behind of old things. Mm, yeah, right, right. And so, what are the kind of things that we can do to help with that? And are we are we really seriously pursuing that? And so. So we'll, that's that's what um, uh, I think we'll ask if we have some guests who come on and we'll ask them, how does what you're talking about help with that process? Yeah, great, you know? great questions. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, I, I think that's a, enough of an introduction uh, today. And, yeah, that was a great start. And so I want to keep talking, but let's it, let's cut it short. Otherwise, we we won't stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or we'll just start. You know, we'll start getting into our other subject matter. So, um, so yeah, we, I hope you'll enjoy this season. I think Thad and I are both looking forward to. It. We both know we need this. Is a it is a constant need. And I want to encourage you to be thinking about this. You may have been walking with the Lord for many years. Um, maybe you're newer in, in your relationship with the Lord. It doesn't matter uh, in, in the sense that there's um, we're all on this continual journey, and there's always things that God wants to um, uh, bring in, into his lordship, into his um, uh, loving, kind uh, control within our life that actually 
gives us freedom, <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, and so, uh, so yeah, I uh, hope you take this journey with us as we go through season five. Looking forward to it. All right. Excellent. We trust you were encouraged by our discussion today. Be sure to share with a friend who might be looking to grow deeper in their walk with Christ. Planet is a Cornerstone EPC production, connecting to God, one another, and the world through the love of Jesus. More information can be found at cornerstonebrighton.com.